Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking all about Disney Plus at the D23 Expo. We're going to be talking about its launch in um, the Middle East and North Africa. We're going to be talking about some problems in France. We'll also be sharing our thoughts on some of this week's big new releases, including Kenobi, Miss Marvel, and much more. So we might as well just jump into the big one. Um, D23, um, they have announced the, the panels and presentations. So last week they announced that Disney Plus is going to be taking place on the day before it which is the 8th of september and they were going to have some special shows and movies like pinocchio special offers and things like that um now confirmed for the 9th 10th and 11th um in anaheim california for d23 so what they've done is they've announced the panels so i'll just go through them quickly here now so our, um on the friday at 10 30 a.m we're going to be getting the disney 100 which is basically kicking off the 100th um celebrations of what well, disney and also there's going to be a legends thing where they give like it's basically like a hall of fame kind of thing so that one's that one should be fun there could be some there could be a few announcements i'm not expecting much i mean if they were going to announce some maybe legacy content plan of what they were going to do maybe i wouldn't be at all surprised if you know over the 100 years they're going to start releasing stuff like from the from the library the amount of lack of stuff we've got it would maybe that would be a nice little announcement to kind of do at that that event yeah uh, we keep coming up against the fact that uh there's a lot of legacy content that's just not coming up and people keep asking for it i know a lot of it is niche not a huge mm. audience for some of them but not a huge audience doesn't mean no audience and it'd be a nice little announcement i think also the fact that we've not really seen anything very much for about three to six months which would indicate to me that they're hoarding stuff and so maybe the disney 100 is their way of doing that one there but no guarantees on that one um later that day at 3 30 p.m they're going to be doing a special presentation for disney live action pixar animation studios and walt disney studios which will be giving an update on theatrical and disney plus titles from those divisions so we'll see studio heads filmmakers cast members on stage together for the inside scoop of some of these most exciting titles again we do not know yet if they're going to be live streaming these or if they are just going to be putting out tweets um, telling us what's going on. Got to remember, while it would be nice for it to be live streamed and they, they might put out some videos afterwards, remember everyone that's there has paid money to be there. There's about 7,000 arena uh, seat, um, for this particular panel. There's probably 20, 30, 50,000 people um, that's paid to go into the event. So that's why um, it might not. And also they sometimes show off stuff that doesn't necessarily they want it out there yet and sometimes what will end up happening is they will live stream the event but they'll live stream the announcements and then if they have a trailer or a behind the scenes thing they will cut that off yeah. from the live stream kind of to to make the people who are going there feel like that their money is well spent while also letting people at home not feel like they're missing the announcements um, and yeah. normally the trailers will end up in a uh, yeah. a bootleg youtube <laughs> I, I encourage people not to watch those, not because they shouldn't watch them, but because the quality is so horrendous yeah. that you don't even know what you're watching. Half the time. And, I, and I am someone that has watched multiple D23 presentations through Periscope uh, when that was a thing. And, it's, you know, because you basically the only way you could watch it. But yeah, so um, that was that's the Friday's event. So on Saturday at 10 a.m., we're getting a joint presentation for marvel studios and lucasfilm with filmmakers celebrity talent and surprise guests appearing on stage um 
to give us a behind-the-scenes look at what some of the anticipated films, specials, and series. And attendees will see exclusive footage and be among the first to learn what's in the works. So probably most of the stuff we already know about. Later that day, at 3.30 p.m., there will be a Disney-branded television um, show which will include look at um, upcoming Disney Plus specials, including National Treasure, American Born Chinese, and the Santa Claus. There'll also be some special talent appearances, never before seen sneak previews of original content for Disney Plus, Disney Channel, and Disney Junior. Then on the Sunday at 10.30 in the morning, there'll be a Disney Parks Experiences and Products uh, panel. That's actually usually one of the, the ones that a lot of Disney fans are happy about because it's about the theme parks, the cruise lines, products. And basically this is the... This is the big one. I mean, there could even be a little announcement or two in there as well. You know, maybe uh, they can announce and uh, some if they're going to do some Disney things, they could do some stuff there. But I'm not expecting much that day. Yeah. And then later at 4.15 to close the show off, they're doing a Disney princess concert featuring a number of talented um, people. Um, so that's kind of the lineup. And I think this is the way to look at this now is now we know what the this is the basic lineup. Um, there's probably going to be some other little panels and stuff in different stages about other Disney Plus originals and, and stuff. That's what's happened in the past. But we now know the main presentations. This should also indicate what people should expect from Disney Plus Day on the Thursday. They laid out their panels. That's when they're going to make those big announcements. They're not going to make it. There might be some little ones on the day, but now we know basically a four-day Disney weekends of news coming out so expect a lot of news for it but i'm not expecting disney plus day to have so much now we know where the panels are going to be and um, they've changed it from last time they did it where there was a disney plus panel and a movies panel they've split it up now more into like these you're together you're together and you're together um rather than bundling them all in together and in some ways it's less about like less of a spread between like movies and disney plus now it's like oh no it's one or t'other you know you, you it's it's not separating disney plus up anymore now it's just doing it by the studios rather than by um the output yeah and we'll see how effective that is the other thing that's uh changing this year of course is the queue system in in years past uh if you wanted to get to those morning panels which were some of the big ones you literally had to camp out uh overnight sometimes waiting even for the midday ones up to six yeah. seven hours if there was one you really wanted to this time i understand it to be entirely on your phone with like a mobile check-in kind of thing i think it's going to be like um lottery you put in what ones you want to see and then it will give you so you so there's no more sleeping out overnight they want to try so you know what you're getting into beforehand and then if you're one of the preferred um people as well you get there's a special seated area as well um yeah it's going to be going to be interesting i think the general idea is they do not want everyone sleeping out overnight in a post-covid world it's it's not ideal and also mm -hmm. um in some way you will then know you everyone that's going to d23 will be able to pick um which which ones they want to go and see they'll also they'll probably will be announcing soon the other um presentations usually those are less in demand but you still can right um yeah. and i think it's the same with merchandise because i mean yeah there's gonna be tons of disney plus merchandise and stuff there um i mean i've already got my um pin ready to go <laughs> i i opted to not get any of the merch up front but you know there's normally um a shop that's for d23 only i got actually one of my favorite shirts from there it's uh got a soka on the front of it and it's a super comfortable shirt um from from the her universe line actually i'm but, not joking i am actually taking a second suitcase mm. 
just for merch. That's literally my plan because I can do this time. And so therefore this time I was just like, you know what? I'm going to chuck in my, my old backpack that I used to take backpacking around the world, chuck that in for clothes and the, the Mexicans is going to be, and that's that's my plan because I know there's going to be lots there. But at least now we've got an idea of what's going on. It probably also is a good indication that um, Marvel won't be at San Diego Comic-Con in the same fashion. I still think they're going to be doing something there. I mean, there's still some stuff to show like, Maybe She-Hulk or um, I Am Groot's and maybe even like at the trailer for Black Panther because in some ways D23 is a little bit too late for that maybe. It's, it's, it, well, especially for the She-Hulk and um, um, I Am Groot because that's out before, uh, that's out before D23. So I wouldn't be at all surprised, but I do not think there's going to be a big Hall H presentation at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. They're holding it back for D23 now. We'll see. Uh, it might not be a Hall H premium, which is, of course, the big one. That's that's like the the biggest hall available at San Diego, as far as I know. Um, but they there are different audiences for the two conventions. There's overlap, obviously, but the people who are going to San Diego Comic Con and the people who go to D23 are there for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And San Diego has kind of become the de facto uh, blockbuster announcement place or the or teasers or trailers or previews uh and i don't think disney is going to just flat out skip that now that they, they might save their energy they might not go for hall h they might have smaller screenings here's a you know preview of this show or here's our trailers over here but uh they cannot afford to miss San Diego when it's going to be where everything else is going to be shown. Yeah, I mean, I, I fully, I mean, I wouldn't even be at all surprised if there was a little, a little presentation and maybe they announced like Werewolf by Night since that one's pretty much done or something. I've, I'm looking at it going like, what's coming out in like August and September that they need to promote to that they that right. they need. Um, and yeah, so, so there's a thing, but at least now with D23, we've got a bit of an idea. Of how that four day week's gonna or that four day weekend's gonna work with Disney Plus Day, the presentations. I'm kind of glad in some ways that they, they've spread it out a little bit. You know, we've got like three different presentations from the point of view of content for Disney Plus. The other um actually works out quite nicely, I think. Also for me, for um us, I think Sunday means it's basically we can kind of relax a little bit more because there's less stuff for us to worry about. Um and for I was looking at going, oh, okay, well, that's basically Saturday and Sunday done, and then Sunday morning the, you got the parks panel and it's like the concerts. Like I will go if I if I've seen everything. It's that kind of thing. If I've not seen enough of the of the of everything by then, then but it might be a nice way of just closing off with some amazing performances. But um, yeah, I mean, I was I was I I was quite happy with the, the way they're doing it. I think I think trying to do a, a presentation per studio was going to be difficult in terms of the logistics of trying to get the people organized because then you got more panels more and then they're going to need to like get you know we i think you have to go in you know usually like an hour or two beforehand to get lined up and get your space so you know the logistics fact of how long these shows are cleaning time and all the rest of it um between it if they did one presentation per studio it might be a little bit harder getting people. It's just a logistic nightmare. At least this way, they got two shows a day in that main hall. Oh, it's still going to be a logistics nightmare. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Especially since this is the first year they're using the app sign in. I'm sure it is going to go over perfectly and everyone will 100% respect it. <laughs> and they, and they, they won't dash into the parks uh, panel 
despite the fact that everyone else has been and thus like a whole bunch of people had to forgive and free park. No, I suppose this, I mean, the thing is if you've been allocated it, then there is that kind of situation. They will be able to do it a little bit easier. Go like you, you are not scan your ticket. Yeah. You're not in here. Get out. And also, um, from the other point of view as well of, I mean, unless everyone goes, oh, no, 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 we've got to get, you know, well, we gave everybody the same <laughs> access to it. And that's it. But I'm, 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 I'm sure they'll, they'll, they'll work it out. Um, but yeah, so I, I think it's going to be fun. We'll obviously do a little bit more speculation of what we expect to be seen um, a little bit closer to it. We will be, um, as I said, we're going to be at D23 this year, um, which is going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, so that's D23. So yeah, lots. anything else you want to add on that one? What you kind of jumped out at well, you from that idea? Well, um, obviously the big ones, we already know what's going on there. I am looking forward to them uh, announcing the smaller panels because a lot of those can be, can be fun too. Um, I did a... I walked into one in 2017 that was literally just like the the garden show. It was them talking about how they did the um, you know the sprinkler system and how they kept all the the plants up. And I originally just walked into it because I just need a place to sit down. I'm just going to watch this. But then I ended up watching the presentation. It was really fascinating. So if you do go to D23, don't turn your nose up at the smaller panels. Some of them no. are very interesting, and they've got a lot of cool stuff. I must. Admit, I was going through the um the schedule of the 2019 one the other day, kind of going like, what? And I was like, kind of, you know, that kind of thing. Like, right? If this was this, if this was the paddle for when we're there, what would we be? What would I want to be doing? That I kind of like was it was almost like a, a, t a trial running. I'm like, well, I would probably just you know like there was like a presentation for High School Musical. I was like, okay, well, I would have tried to have gone and that one. There was one for like. So yeah, you're gonna have a look and see what else is going on there. There might not be a Disney Plus stage the same way there was two years or three years ago. They might be doing something a little bit different, but we're just gonna have to wait and see. But at least now it's it's starting to come together. The one thing that I did find interesting is that normally the video games uh, get their own big one. We we would normally yeah. see it announced at this point, and we did not see it, which I don't think doesn't mean they're not gonna be there. Um, it's either they're holding it back because uh, we're in the summer game fest, whatever's yeah. replacing E3 right now. So there might be some like Star Wars or Marvel announcements. I know Midnight Suns had a trailer last night. Uh, so they might be holding that stuff back, but they might also just decided, yeah, the video games don't draw in people the way the televisions and the parks do. So I think we're gonna it, make that one of the smaller panels. It would have made more sense in the days of when they used to make their own stuff. Now we're trying to like logistically trying to organize everyone together. I mean, yeah, I mean like the like, you know, they announced a new aliens game this week. They've announced the it's the there's a racing um a Disney racing game has gone into um, closed beta this week. Um, you've had the Midnight Suns, but that one's annoying because it doesn't make it look like it's a role-playing game, a, a turn-based game. It makes it look like it's, um, it's an action game, but it's not. <laughs> no, it, uh, it's like XCOM, which yeah. means it's a tactical turn-based game, which is an interesting choice for a Marvel game, but we'll see what that one's like when that comes out. So, Yes. Right, let's shift gears now. Um, let's now talk about... Um, Strange World, which is a brand new film coming out in November, and it's going to be coming out for Thanksgiving. Now, in France, it's actually going to be skipping cinemas completely. It's going to be going to Disney+. Plus. Now, I don't know whether or not it's going to be going to Disney+, Plus on the same date, or if they will just hold it back until it comes out for everyone, because I can't imagine it makes a good, um, a good sense to put it out on Disney+, Plus on the same day for piracy reasons and a whole host of other reasons. I would imagine they might want to hold on to it. The reason is, is in France, they have got some rather weird rules about... Um, um, they, they tried bringing in a new rule this earlier this year, and Disney has not signed up to it. The idea was, basically, a cinema, a movie would come out in cinemas, 
it would stay there for four months or four to six months exclusive. Then it would go to Canal Plus, which is like France's own streaming service. Then it could go leave there after so many months, and then Disney could use it on their own platform for a couple of months before they'd have to remove it, where it gets sent to free TV for, I think, 18 months until they can finally get it. So it takes about three years from when a movie gets released until they can get full access to it. This is why only recently they got Aladdin. That's, you know, properly onto Disney Plus in France. It takes years. And Disney have turned around and goes, look, this is just not, we're not doing this. You know, they are releasing some films in cinema, but they have said that they're just looking at this new rule and going, this is just not feasible. You know, they're not probably not making the same at the box office. And so therefore they're going to start skipping, start skipping cinema releases for selected titles. Um, I suspect is how much is it worth at the box office to how much is it worth for them on streaming? Um, they are saying that we don't want to do this and they're saying we might do it with more titles. And as a someone that, you know, the to me, the concept that I, you know, I've just created this product and I want to sell it, but I have to give it to you and then I have to give it to you and then I have to give it to you and then I have to give it to you. Oh, and then I get it back three years later and I've had to pay you a little bit and I've had to pay you a little bit and I've had to pay you a little bit. Oh, and while I was at the cinema, I've got to pay them to make some TV series. And then when I got my streaming service, I've then got to pay to make, some, I can see why you get to some point going, oh, well, hold on, this pie is getting smaller and smaller and smaller to the point where, from a business perspective, you might be going, well, actually, is it worth releasing? You know, oh, how much money are we actually going to make off this? If we just put it here, we make less money, but we actually save all this other stuff going on. So, um, yeah, I've heard, you know, people also saying, well, you know, it, we need to protect cinemas. Like, the, even the cinemas themselves are turning around and going, Guy, this isn't a very good deal. Sort out the TV stuff and let us have the movie. Because it's like, they go, well, yeah, we're getting like screwed over because of the TV deal. And it's like, this is just French protecting their business, you know, their business and, you know, the local business to the point where it's like, this is just unconsumer. Un this is just unbusiness. It's purely. It, it feels like something out of 20 years ago. It just does not work in the 21st century. I think it's a, a noble idea, you know, yeah. protect cinema. You know, there's obviously a lot to that, but the French government or whoever passed this bill didn't really understand what they were doing. You know, even just, it, let's cut all the streaming stuff out. Just, yeah. it, it has to be in theaters for four months is ridiculous. Most movies... The vast majority of movies have like a three-week shelf life in theaters. You get the occasional blockbuster that will continue to draw in revenue week after week, week after week. But most movies, they make their money, and then you get like three people watching them per week. Yeah. So the, it, this are the theaters, is it just they're exclusive to theaters, or does the theater actually have to dedicate screen time to it for four months? Because that's, that's wasted money. Uh, some movies are just not made for screens, etc. It it really think, feels it uh, really feels like they're shooting themselves in the foot. With well, it's a, it's a bit like I mean, if you could say this, like to put this in like American terms, this is almost like saying, right, this, you know, so AMC get it for four months, then it has to go over to um, Netflix for six months, and then it you can then Disney Plus can have it for three months. Oh, and then we're going to send it off to um, not even I don't know CBS for eighteen months. Or PBS even. P let's send it off to PBS for fifth, and then you'd be like, PBS and then Disney going, you know, could you imagine that them trying to do that in the US of trying to go, oh yeah, we want you to do all of this for releasing a movie. It's like, yeah, they, there's only so many hoops a company will go through. Um, 
Oh, up till now, Universal and Warner Brothers and stuff are, have been very quiet on this because they're launching, you know, HBO Max, Discovery, and also we're getting um, the other one as well. It's a little bit like they're going to be going, yeah, we, we ain't doing, you know, Netflix, but we'll sign up to, yeah, but you don't release anything in cinemas. doesn't make any... <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, Netflix has signed up to this. I'm like, but if they don't release any movies in cinemas, it, it's very, it's not really affects them, does it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Netflix only releases movies in cinema when they want them to be available for awards. Um, yeah. Uh, and they don't need to release it in France for it to be eligible to, to be part of the awards. They need it yeah. to be released in uh, a minimum number of theaters worldwide, can be anywhere. And that's it. So they can, they can sit there and go, yep, we're, we're, We'll do that. Um, we're just not going to release any of our films in theaters. Very, very strange. So um, I suspect it will probably arrive in, in France on the same time that everybody else. Now, they obviously released the first teaser trailer this week for the film. Um, I thought it looked fun. It looked, I liked it. You know, kind of the adventure vibes, giving off like the 1950s. Like, um, but I, oh, I thought it looked sci-fi. pretty Yeah, I, I thought it looked pretty fun. I'm definitely going to be giving it a go. There was... Very loose to the fact that there was no mention of theater, no mention of Disney Plus. It's very being kept very open. I suspect this will go to cinema, and I think it's going to do an Encanto 30 days thing and then on for Christmas. I think they're going to do that exactly same thing again. Let Thanksgiving have the holiday and then get this onto Disney Plus for the Christmas New Year period. As I, a big I think that is their. I think that may, makes a lot of sense because they can if they can make 100, 200 million on an animated movie. That means they've 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 covered all the costs. They've made some money on it, and then it goes on to become a bigger thing with the merchandise and the rest of it. Um, generally, animated movies don't tend to go on and make you know the billions, this, you know the billion plus. Um, and I don't think this one would anyway. So I think if it can make 100, 150, 200 million back, and then go to Disney Plus for Christmas, it would be a massive hit. Um, yeah. That's my guess. That sounds about right to me. And yeah. I think it looks like a lot of fun from the teaser. I'll definitely plan on seeing this one. But it would be a stretch to say this will end up being like a huge blockbuster unless it is truly like genre breaking phenomenal. And even with like good word of mouth, you know, uh, you know I'm, I'm still expecting it to do well, but it's not going to be Frozen 2. It's not going to be the live action Lion King or, or Canto. And Canto. Uh, I mean, if it's got a song as as catchy as like we don't talk about Bruno, maybe it's got a yeah. shot. But uh, yeah, don't know. Um, moving on from there, um, this past week Disney Plus launched in sixteen new markets across the Middle East and North um, Africa. We're coming next week to a number of countries across um, Europe. So they got access to a number of movies and series like The Kardashians, Only Where It Is in the Building, um, Shang Chi, The Toy Story. You know, a whole host of bits and pieces. Quick thing: there is a little bit of an interesting thing with this release. It kind of follows what happened in South Africa, where they've actually got a like a, a, a hybrid app. So it's not the same Disney Plus app we've got um, here in Europe or in um, America. This is like a hot star version. So it's, it's got a different, it looks a little bit different. It runs a little bit different. It doesn't have all the same settings. It doesn't have all the same content because, I mean, but generally, in, you know, it can vary country to country anyway. But it's an entirely different app. Um, and you have to log in with like your, your telephone number. And 
Um, a lot of people have been upset about the fact that it's not the same Disney Plus. Um, it's also meant in some ways that all like the um, Arabic isn't available on all the content everywhere else, which a lot of people have been asking for, which I think is bizarre that it's not available. You know, you'd think you'd want to put that on, on uh, to as many people as possible. But yeah, so they've kind of got a different app, which is a bit strange. I don't know why they've done this, um, but those particular regions have got their own special version of Disney Plus, which is a little bit different. Um, yeah, which which we kind of had a hint, an inkling when like South Africa launched, because it's almost like that was like a, a mini test to iron out any kinks before it went out everywhere else. But yeah, that was definitely an interesting thing to, for this week's release. I think the the core of it is that a lot, well, I don't want to say a lot, some of the Middle Eastern countries have different morality laws than yeah. we do. And I suspect Disney wanted to make sure this was a, a different environment that they could work in and uh, be less likely to cause an incident by putting things that not just objectionable to their viewership, but actually possibly illegal. illegal. Yeah. Um, not yes. Great, no, it, but, you know. it's a it's a such a tricky subject because obviously if, if you know it's their countries, their rules, and if they want to work play in that country and work, you know, they have to do it. And like everything, sometimes you know, they've got to make small changes little by little by little. I mean, I could say that what happened like with the WWE when they first started doing events in Saudi Arabia, they didn't have any women on the show. Now they have a few women on the show, and they, you know, it's it's very slow. And I mean, there's no been been by anything that everything's perfect there. I mean, there's a whole thing of them all getting stuck on a plane and couldn't leave until they paid the bill. Um, but there's they've been making small steps in kind of, of of improving stuff, but it takes time. But there's definitely an issue. I mean, you know, things like Love Victor and stuff just wouldn't wouldn't be on there in some countries, um, unfortunately, because it's a great show. But um, that's again down to legal issues. But it's just be aware that if you do go, you know, if you go to Egypt on holiday or you go to Morocco or you go to Dubai or something like that, you might not be able to access Disney Plus in the same way that you thought you could do. And also goes the other way, you know, if they come to Europe or if they come to America, they might not be able to. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just just an issue. I mean, I've got to be honest, you know, it's you know, I've 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 traveled through Africa and um, you know, me and my wife were looking at Dubai and stuff a holiday recently um so yeah so it's just you know people travel especially as things are going back to normal we'll all be just be aware of that one right also um yesterday there was some pretty big news in terms of the tv side of things um the tv chairman uh peter rice was basically let go by disney um different reasons for it um some say that um he wasn't kind of wasn't fitting within the corporate culture of disney he got picked up when uh 20th century was purchased by disney and he's been running pretty much um the whole of disney tv so that includes like abc the hulu originals freeform etc so he's been let go um he has been replaced with um yeah, a name come up and dana walden who was who was the chairman of entertainment so she's taking over the role there's lots of speculation over why this has happened he's only recently signed a, a million dollars deal and um i expect he's been had a nice payout He's left with a nice note. Um, a lot of speculation that Bob Chapek didn't want him around because he was maybe going to be the one that was going to try and take him out. Um, but, yeah, very surprised. No one saw this coming. It was a huge shock amongst um, Hollywood yesterday because generally no one really had very anything bad to say about him. It literally was one of those things of everyone's going, why? he's he's got He's been involved in 20th television for a long time. And... Um, Again, we don't know quite what, what's gone on, but um, there's been a big shift around. Um, Disney put out a statement saying that they've got full faith in JPEG. Um, 
you know, we see how that works normally with sports managers and stuff. When that tends to happen, what happens next? Um, but yeah, so there's been a lot of moving around at the top end. I mean, generally what this does mean is on a day-to-day -day basis, it might not mean a lot to, you know, the big chief going, but, you know, like Dana was behind a lot of major shows, um, only murders in the building, the dropout um, being in, at the top. You know, she gets a lot of say in what we get to see, you know, and in, in, in helping with the whole program, getting everything together. And all of that content obviously feeds down onto Disney+. Plus. So if there's something at the top, it will eventually trickle down and things that come in from this change could then go on, you know, we, it, all things could be issue. Um, we don't know what the problem was, but it's just, just be aware that, you know, there, there was a big shift at the top. Yeah, so two quick things about that. First, um, the only thing that we have heard about it is that it is not related to him doing inappropriate things. They very specifically said, look, this is he he's not doing things to the secretaries or anything like that. This this is not yeah. one of those. Because that's yeah. that's where the most brains go the minute you see someone suddenly being stripped of a high ranking position. Yeah. Um, they they were very clear that it's not that. And two even though this is a huge change, it will change the direction of uh, programming and, and things like that. These changes take time. Uh, you know, so the decisions that he made will probably still be in place for like the next six Could months be, minimum, yeah. probably yeah. closer to a year. And then we'll start to see uh, her changes and what she yeah. decides to bring to it. Um, we'll see We'll see behind the scenes they'll make the announcements but you won't actually see the content change until 2023 maybe even into 2024 yeah it's very weird also it's kind of common normally that rather than kind of getting shipped out like this they kind of go off with a pack with a deal and they get a production company and they kind of make tv and they kind of you know they're still technically making stuff and they get kind of sidestepped this was just gone and um, very strange but Nevertheless, let's jump into some re reviews. But before we do that, let's a quick bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already done so, you can support us on Patreon and YouTube channel members. This here helps support the channel and helps um, cover all of the costs of all of um, the software that we use, you know, all the bits and pieces that we need to, to make all of this content. So big hello and thank you to Paul, Daniel, Elliot, Aero, Caleb, Red Marsman, Cody, Chris, Jacob, Darren, we've also got Lauren, Sarah, uh, the Juice and Andrew, and also then big thank you and hello to Raphael, Adam, Dana, Ricky, D uh, Dave. We've also got Mamoud. My VCR still works. Bina, Joshua, Dawn, Martin, Jeremy, and also a big, big, big thank you to Sarah for your support. So let's jump into it. So we've got a lot of stuff that's been um, been released this week. So we got um, Obi Wan Kenobi. We've got Miss Marvel. Um, we've also got um, we've also watched the Orville. Um, but also, um, I just before we get into that, this coming week we're going to be getting uh, Love Victor season three. So the entire third season is dropping on the fifteenth, and in the US as well, they're getting seasons one and two at the same time. So getting all three seasons. This is the final season. Um, I have watched the season already. Um, on one hand, I enjoyed it. I was a bit sad when you know, like it got to the end, and I went, "Oh, that's it." That's a bit sad. It was a bit like I kind of, you know, especially I think after like watching it for two days straight, I'm just kind of, you know, getting into it. And then I was suddenly going, right, well, actually, if you put the three seasons together, it's barely one traditional like CW um, season of like 20 plus episodes. But I got to the point of going, yeah, this, this kind of maybe was the right point. You know, all the teenagers are now 30. You know, they, they've all got. <laughs> There's that kind of thing. And I don't know what it is about, especially with American dramas, high school dramas. 
but having 28 29 year olds playing 18 year olds you start kind of going yeah just you know you're looking at way too mature for this kind of role um i'm not gonna get into spoilers but a, a nice a nice series a nice way to go out there's a few little bits here and there but i i don't think it was as good as season two wasn't quite as maybe as edgy as season two where they knew they were on hulu and they had a little bit more freedom um but i'm really glad it's coming to disney plus in the u.s finally after three years they finally sort of got the guts and put it on there because it should have been on there from the beginning because it originally was a disney plus original so they chickened out and sent it there because alcohol and and if you're mm-hmm. here, listening yeah, to this alcohol. i've got think i've got um my fingers like, yeah alcohol uh for teenage minors um which is odd but yeah so it's on there i enjoyed it if you enjoyed the first two seasons definitely check it out if you've never watched love victor this is a great time because you're getting all three seasons at once perfect binge time um we've said before kind of picks up in season two where it gets really good season three is pretty much just closing everything off and kind of getting everything kind of good in some ways it's nice when they know it's ending because they kind of they, they, you can see it lining up for that rather than and they could come back to it if they wanted to but it's nicely wrapped up in a little bow and you know everyone goes off so that's that's kind of the way it's but yeah definitely definitely worth i'm um, checking out yeah, I, I obviously have not seen it yet, so I won't comment on that. But I, I always do prefer when television shows are given a chance to end properly, where the the showrunners are told this will be your final season before they write the season, before they start uh, producing it, because that allows them to end it and put the nice little bow on it, wrap up their storylines, uh, and and give it a satisfying end. Because I, I think we all hate it when you get invested in a show and then you get to the end of season three or season four, it ends on maybe a cliffhanger or a, a great hook into season the next one. And you're like, Oh, it got canceled. Yeah. Well, okay. That sucks. I w- I think it should be, I think U S law should come in. If France can do what it does, U S law, you have to, if you cancel a show, you have to finish the story or at least wrap it up in a be it another episode or um, three episodes or something just to, finish them off you know i remember watching i think the reboot of v and we never you know or you get to a cliffhanger and we just never find you never know what happens it's like yeah great at least at least kind of do the finale i i know netflix has come under fire for this a lot disney has in the past uh they've been better about it in recent years letting shows finish off properly but there are plenty of shows that they yeah. have that i mean that like turner just, and hooch i mean we need at least another what five seasons before they go out on a date you know <laughs> I mean, you're being, let's not speed things up too much here. You, you got to let them fully flesh out the awkwardness of not asking each other out. But yes, 12 episodes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, let's now jump into Miss Marvel. We got Miss Marvel this week. We got the first episode. Um, what did you think of it? I enjoyed this quite a bit. Uh, yeah, no, I, there weren't any specific problems with it um i really love the actors and actresses involved with this uh the story pretty solid adventures con was a little bit weird i've never been to a convention that looked like that before but uh yeah it was a, it was a lot of fun fairly predictable but overall i think this is a great start to the series my thing is i'm gonna ask i because i've seen this week's episode as well coming out mm-hmm. on wednesday i can't remember where one ended and i was gonna watch it again but i just haven't had a chance and yeah, I mean, I just thought this show was, it was delightful, it was charming, it um, it was fun, 
it's unlike anything we've seen in the, in, you know, in the Marvel, and it's it's different. I really enjoyed the whole aspect of of having a Muslim family and the Muslim aspect to it. Um, I thought that really added extra layers to this story. I really enjoyed that whole thing of it feeling different. I felt like I was it was being portrayed properly. If this was a movie, you just never would have got a lot of that stuff. That stuff would have just been glossed over in like a couple of spits, and that would have been the end of it. This series really allows for that whole aspect to be stretched out. Um, yeah, I, I thought it. I thought this was a really good, fun series. I mean, the whole thing like with the the music and the and the young stuff. It's she's a teenager. She's a teenager of today. Not a teenager when we were younger or when you were younger. It's a it's of today's generation. Um, you know, she's a fan of Marvel. You know, she's fully engrossed in it. And it's it's just lovely. It is a really oh, I, I want to see where it goes because I mean I was a little bit stretched um, on the idea of um, having recently played the Avengers video game, which is her origin story of you know they took some aspects to it and they've done a little bit different. Um, obviously, we get you know it's there's not you get to the end of episode one, you've really got nearly no idea where this story's going. Um, even really by episode two, you don't know where it's going. It's kind of that kind of hold out on the villain for a little bit. Because um, in some ways, in episode one, that's what they needed to do was just establish her, where she is, where she is, and you know basically how she gets her powers, and that's been set up. Um, but yeah, they were able to take their time with it. And I think what's that's what Disney Plus does it right. I enjoyed it. I, I literally, I wouldn't say it's my favorite of the ones I've seen so far. Um, I, my, I, I think the like the the intro to Moon Knight. I think that was far superior. I enjoyed that so much more. Um, One Division was I was kooky, but a little bit different. But I think I do actually think maybe Miss Marvel I like more than the first episode or two of One Division. But I really enjoyed like Loki. I really enjoyed that one. And um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Hawkeye. Yeah. Okay. But. It's 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 where where's the series going to go? I mean, it's got a lot of a lot more room to give yet, but yeah, no, I'm I, I'm really looking forward to the rest of the series. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm very excited. I've not seen the second episode yet. I'm looking forward to that on Wednesday. Uh, this does end with her basically just getting back from Avengers Con and starting to realize, yeah, I've got these powers. Uh, I really enjoyed the stuff with the family, though. I, yeah, I, again, this is. You know, the TV show allows us to breathe, allows us to learn who these characters are. You don't have to rush through it. The, the, the parental figures get a chance to develop as characters. You see their personalities. I love their dynamic, honestly. The, I know her her mom is overbearing, but she's so much fun. Uh, the actress with that is doing a fantastic job because she could very easily be like, Oh no, you, you're a terrible character. I hate you. Stop messing with Kamala's life. But at the same time, you look at it and go, "Yeah, I get Kamala's point of view, but I really like you anyway." So. And but but it's also that kind of this constant trend with teenagers and their parents. Of uh, the parents don't want them to do stuff because they don't want to risk it, and it's not worth it to them. What you're interested, what the kids are interested in, it's like it's not important. It's don't you know? It's not worth the risk. Obviously, the kids want to do what they want to do and, you know, rebel against it and all the rest of it. So, you know, being a little bit older, you can see it from both sides much easier than... Um, but I think it's good for... I mean, this is on so many different levels. I just really enjoyed it. I want to see where it goes. Um, just learning bits and pieces of 
yeah, I, I just, it's, it's all fresh, all new. Um, I am, I understand why they had to launch it this week. Obviously, with the Middle East launch, it was obviously important that it was out for that. Um, they're also releasing um, the episodes in Pakistan in cinemas, like they're doing two episodes at once. Um, over, over like three, over the six weeks, they're getting it because they've not got Disney Plus there. I, I, I just, it's just like great. I just wish. Kenobi was out the way now. I, I, I be honest, it felt a little bit like that um, thing of everyone being a bit torn. And I mean, it's great. You know, we're at a situation where we have got two great shows on at once. But I really feel like, man, if we'd got Kenobi on Star Wars Day, it would have been done. And Miss Marvel would have had room to blossom as being the main Disney Plus thing. And that's that's my only, if that's the worst thing you can say, yeah, it, it, it does get a little bit overshadowed by Kenobi because of the two. But uh, we've still got what another two more weeks yet of of double episodes. So, but yeah, now Miss Marvel for me, I, I think I rated it a four out of five, which I, I thought was, you know, it, what I've it, seen so far. It's definitely a solid start. The only complaint that I really had about it was when they knocked down the Ant Man um, statue as part of the cosplay competition. That that thing rolled around the entire convention. It was picking up momentum rather than losing. And like, this is the villain of the story right here. How's the the Ant Man head's just gonna show up throughout the series, just still rolling places? What's going on here? Yeah, uh, to be honest, I, I have also I have been cheating a little bit on Marvel this week. Um, okay. I have I've worked my way through nearly two seasons of The Boys. And all I've been hearing is about this scene with, with like an Ant Man reference for season three, which I'm not going to get into here. But yeah, no, I have been, I, I have been watching another, another, um, another Marvel or another superhero oh. series. It was a bit deeper. Well, DC ain't doing anything decent at the minute. So <laughs> I just want to check out the boys. Actually, the uh, the Peacemaker series on HBO wasn't that bad. Uh, I watched, I watched an episode, and I love John Cena. So it, mm-hmm. I just kind of got to the end and went. Mm. Because I watched the Suicide Squad recently as well, and I was just like, "Yeah, it's all right." And I did the fact I watched one episode and haven't gone. I will go back and watch the rest of it, but um, I've been really enjoying the voice. So um, I, a little bit different to Miss Marvel. Yeah, uh, just just a little. I think Peacemaker took a couple episodes to get going, but it, it did actually end up grabbing once you get past mm-hmm. those. Um, I need well. I I want to eventually see the voice. It's not very high on my priority list, but it you know it gets so many rave reviews. I. I'll probably get to it at some point. I don't know why I started watching it. I just did. Um, but I'm also, we're currently, well, I think we're on episode five of the new Stranger Things as well. We're slowly working for, our way for that like every other night. And we've got the staircase un- underway as well. We've got a couple of shows that we're watching right now. Um, me and my wife, we watched the latest episode of the Kardashians, getting mm-hmm. ready for the finale of the first season next week. Man, I, yeah, I really enjoyed the Kardashian series. Me and my wife watched it together. Um, it's completely unrealistic. Um, I was saying about what ago. was like everything's just so much drama with what they do, and but I just—it's such so cheesy. But I and I don't know what world they live in, but um, it's fun watching it. I—it's just been a blast. Was it just feels first being feels quite refreshing having that one on there. That kind of reminds me. I saw a review for the Downton Abbey movie, the most recent one. I haven't seen the movie itself, but. The, the complaints were like, these people live in an entirely separate world from what's going on, and their problems are so trivial. And like, literally, that—that's literally the point. It, yeah. They are completely separated from the world. They're living in this little fantasy world, but they have the money to do it. Mm. And it's like it sounds like it's kind of Downton yeah. Abbey is the ancient Kardashian. Yeah, it's just watching this whole episode <laughs> of just like, here's my brand new plane. I've never been in it before. Do you like it? And like, yeah, okay. I'm like, I'm still there. Going, what do you do? 
<laughs> no, that, that is what they do. They show off the plane that they bought with the money yeah. by showing off the plane. So, but yeah, no. but it, it, I, 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 so I'm, I'm going to be thoroughly in in the Kardashians camp uh, for future seasons. I thoroughly enjoyed this series. Um, and it's, yeah, it's giving me, it's giving me an excuse to watch it. So me and my wife, with it, me and my wife, we also we the Big Sky returned for season two, the second half that started up here in the UK on Disney Plus on Wednesday. So we watched the latest episode of Big Sky. Um, this is basically after the mid break. I don't know why it's taking so long to get to the UK, but um, so we're back to watching Big Sky every week now on Disney Plus. And this is when you start getting like like multiple shows a week that we've been watching. Um, which has been great. And also we had a new episode of The Orville. Mm -hmm. um, did you get a chance to watch that one? I did. Uh, I'm just going to really quick, I also watched um, Under the Banner of Heaven. Looking forward to talking about that with you when you get a chance to see it. Yeah, uh, since, unfortunately. Since we were mentioning stuff we'd also been watching. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not out here until uh, the 27th of July, and then we're getting the whole season at once. Um, hopefully, yes. So... Um, yeah, so I, I'm like I said, it's, it's nice, nice having all these different shows and stuff to watch. Um, you know, like with like Pistol recently and stuff. But what about the Orville? What do you think of, the of this episode? This was a, an interesting episode because they just like we're gonna ditch the comedy and we're gonna do horror for for an episode. Uh, where we are literally just going to take Aliens, the movie Aliens, and we're just gonna drop it into the Orville, but we're gonna make them spiders instead of xenomorphs. Yeah, it was it was a bit um there was a bit there was horror elements in there. There were again no kind of the odd little side quip, but that was about it. It's it's just gone full blown Star Trek now. We're in full blown <laughs> like serious mode. The special effects are up. I mean, to be honest, I was sat there and I was like, um, he's dead, and he's dead. It's like he walks into the room with the boys and he ain't making it out. I've never seen him before. <laughs> he's literally wearing a red shirt. That, that, I'm certain that was not an accident. He was wearing a red shirt. You're like, yeah, that dude's dead. Um, and then uh, the one guy goes into the conduit system. You're like, okay, yep, he's going to encounter an alien. And well, he's the only thing is, so. I, I think they actually would have looked more scary had they not have gone full monster. Like half monster would have been a little yeah. bit. Like when he had the the whole thing going on half his face yeah. while he was in sick bay, that that was a lot scarier than the actual spider then, monster. Like the when thing. they then changed the second guy and he just like spewed all over his face and then just like it was too quick. But mm. I mean, again, this series, I did. There is that one thing I did love the fact that um, he's got to make a speech to the whole figure. He goes, "And may the force be with you." It's like, oh yeah, it's such a you know we saw it in the tr in the trailer, but I did I did laugh again. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they, they set it up to like, oh, yeah. I forgot to have a speech, but it, just wing it. You're fine. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I just, I'm just really enjoying the Orville. This is a, a, another great series. It's just a shame Disney are not um, promoting this more. Um, I, it, it's, I mean, over here, this is, I don't think, I've not seen any promotion for it. Um, very little, I don't think it's going on. It's, it's just a shame because they, they spent some money on this show. It's not like it's a, you know, it, it's got a bit of a budget behind it and all this, but I'm really enjoying this. It's, it, we're definitely getting to that point now of like, like I said, five, six shows a week that I'm currently watching on Disney Plus here in the UK. I mean, that's a good, just, and they're good quality shows. I mean, and I'm not sitting watching the Big Fib anymore. We know. <laughs> yeah, like... no, these are proper shows. And um, I think for the Orville, you know, they're still kind of suffering from the idea back when it first launched, so season one, that. You know, it's Seth MacFarlane, so it's going to be Family Guy in space. And it was yeah. even then, it was not that. It was Star Trek 
with a little edge of sarcasm and kind of a wink and a nod to the to the TV. Yeah, this is some weird stuff going on. Uh, but it was not Family Guy. It was not the yeah. usual Seth MacFarlane humor. And of course, as it's gone along, it's become more serious. It is, as you said, basically alternate reality Star Trek. And Star Trek's been doing plenty of its own alternate reality stuff. So might as well be Star Trek at this point. Yeah, no, just, just a really good series. So we're, I said, we're going to be talking about this one every week for the next two, three months. Like, without a doubt, I think, I think. Thir 13 episodes, I think, is what it yeah. is. Maybe. Um, okay, so let's shift now over to Kenobi to finish off. Um, what did you think of this episode? Enjoyed it, but I didn't think it was one of the stronger episodes of the series so far. So um, I would rate it lower than the other episodes, but we're still at a higher bar than most uh, series are at just so we're clear about that. I will be a bit negative on this one. Uh, but again, still, it's really good quality. It's telling a much more interesting story than you would expect from a television show. Uh, there were just some some blips in this episode that didn't quite... It's really funny, because I watched this one, and I got to the end, and I went, oh, that was fun. It was fun Star Wars. Bing, mm -hmm. boom, moved on. And I'm seeing all these complaints about it, and people, you know, and like, you know, friends and stuff are like, we're, we're having a chat, and I'm like, and they're saying about this and problem with this. And I'm like, man, I must have just had my Star Wars goggles on that when I watched this episode and was just like, stormtroopers, lightsabers, I'm fine. <laughs> it was just like, it had everything that I needed from Star Wars. It had Vader, it had lightsabers, it had the force, it had, it felt like classic Star Wars. And I just loved it. I just I thought it was a really nice episode. It was simple. It was effective. Yes, it's cheesy. Yes, there's some elements to it, which you know well, that doesn't make any sense. We're on a a space platform on a on an ocean with Jedi knights fighting, and it's just like just let's be honest. Let's just throw realist realism out the way at the way. Oh. Yes, the whole thing with him using the force and the water and all the rest of it, and the the fact that. You know, they were so pissed off that the entire thing got wrecked because he just opened the window. Um, well, you shouldn't yeah. build your base underwater if you With, want to be able to open windows. Yes. Um, I, I enjoyed I mean, it was that whole kind of thing of him rescuing. It was a little bit faster than I was expecting. I mean, it's quite a short episode, and they kind of wrapped it up quite quickly. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I thought it was great. I mean, it was a kind of a, a nod to the, a new hope, but the other way around. With him well, rescuing, yeah. Well, I like the idea of him, of Third Sister kind of being the one who introduced the idea of him putting a tracker on the device to show where the uh, where the rebel base is that obviously was part of A New Hope. So I, did, I didn't care about the window scene. I thought that was fine. The fights with the stormtroopers were fine, you know. <laughs> they, they, can't, they can't hit a guy in the middle of a room with a <laughs> standing stone. Uh, I... <laughs> I will say that that is a complaint that I have about the Disney shows and movies at large. That's not specific to Obi-Wan. Yes, it's been a long-running meme of the, the stormtroopers can't hit anything, ha, ha, ha. But Disney actually leaning into it as a joke kind of undercuts it. And yes, there was that one scene in season one, Mandalorian, uh, you know, with the scout troopers trying to hit yeah, the can. And it fun. was a great scene. It was freaking hilarious. But they've been leaning into it more and more. It's like you're actually undercutting the effectiveness. Of I, what I, I didn't mind it so much with him defending against the people at the front, and he's like blocking it and mm -hmm. using the force and the lightsabers to deflect them. It was the ones behind him, like we're gonna wait to shoot. And yeah. It was like, yeah, you guys would have been better just focusing on the front because it made it just made a little bit look silly. But that was that was so, a little bit of an issue. But. I just, I just thought overall it was, it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was, it was silly Star Wars. It had all the elements that I liked about it. Um, 
yeah, there was things of it which you could question, but it, it was fun. I, I I didn't really overthink this one. Yeah, so the, the two complaints that I have, the, that the Stormtrooper one is is Disney's direction overall. That's not specific to Obi-Wan, and I and it applies to the First Order as well. Um, so the two complaints I have. Um, third sister is talking with the traitor, and it's obvious she knows the traitor. She's being BS too. And she just lets it go. Like she's like, I know you're lying, and uh, uh, and I'm in complete control in this situation. But I'm just gonna walk away now. I'm like, why? The, the, not that I want the character to die, mind you, but it doesn't make sense for third sister to walk away in that case. It was it was almost that kind of thing. She knew she was lying, but she didn't know what, what she was lying about. Yeah, yeah. I don't know like, if you're lying for this or, or lying for that, but it's like, but then it's like Kenobi is on the platform. I'm like. Well, okay, you blatantly just caught her in a huge lie. Uh, why are you just walking away from her? We know if you were Vader, she would have just been bisected by a lightsaber. Uh, again, not that I want the character to die. It just doesn't make sense that the character got to walk away from the situation. It was just too absurd for her to survive it. And then the second one, as much as I love the speeders, the snow speeders are one of my favorite vehicles in Star Wars. That entire sequence just looked ridiculous they not not too small they look really they were, small they were too small which okay uh there are variants there are different yeah. types of speeders i'm willing to go with that but like i'm talking more of the special effects in the scene the special effects were just like what is going on here it looks like we're playing flash gordon with this stuff and not intentionally like you were in mandalorian with the 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 um the creatures that they wrote on looking intentionally stop motion as a tribute yeah. this was more like you guys had no budget left for this, did you? This whole sequence looks utterly stupid. And it took me right out of the show in that moment, which should have been a great moment. Because again, mm. the Snowspeeder is one of my favorite vehicles right behind the X-Wing in Star Wars. I should have been absolutely like, this scene is fantastic. We're seeing the Snowspeeders. They're tearing up this place. And I was like, I can't get over how bad the effects are in this shot. Yeah, it, I mean, as well as that, you'd have expected some like TIE fighters or something to kind of be in pursuit or something, not just hit them with a box and take one out. <laughs> Which yeah. I did like. I did at least like the fact of just like you just use the force to take one of them out. But um, yeah. And I will say they did actually get some emotional bits out of that piece because normally, you know, you get the huge starfighter bit in Star Wars in the movies or the other shows, and there's. And then it ends because, you know, they blew up the Death Star or they blow up the, the Dreadnought or, or whatever. And everyone's like, yeah, woo, we won. We're not going to worry about all the people that died and all of our friends who are gone. And in this one, we actually get, uh, you know, the, the surviving pilot going, like, I just lost my friend and he's not coming back. And actually seeing the consequences, which we normally don't see in a Star Wars movie. Or show. My only issue so far is, like, we've obviously, they've replayed that whole thing of Leia being kidnapped twice mm -hmm. and had to been rescued twice i think it might have been a little bit better to have done that one once and just spent longer getting to it that or having or having a bit of a better escape with Vader. i don't know it just feels like you could have com combined the two of them because it just feels like almost like a rerun of what we'd already seen two episodes ago um but that's again it's 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 kind of nitpicking i, I i'm enjoying the series i i'm I think it's, it's a lot more fun than the Mandalorian. I don't. I don't feel like I'm in the. Let's look out for who's who. What toys arriving today? You know, which which um, action figure did Dave Filoni find in his basement that he wants to add for this episode? This it we don't seem to have that in this one the same way. Well, there there was the you know the landing sequence where uh, the trader shows up in her ship, and there's a whole bunch of other ships around. You're like, okay, yeah. 
that one's the transport that one's the yeah. uh but other than that i agree um they do have the one black stormtrooper that's not the death trooper from rogue one it was yeah. more of like a, a cross between stormtrooper and security personnel but it doesn't get like a uh, the sheen, the the scene to shine like Mandalorian season one. You got the flame trooper guy show up, and you're like, oh, there's the action figure because we're focusing on him for a second. Now these guys were just part of the stormtroopers. Yeah, uh, they didn't have that moment like ah, action figure. There, there is. That's gonna be the new Lego set set in three months or whatever. Oh yeah, speaking of that, there's a Lego set from last week's episode. It looks yes. awful. Um, but um, yeah, so so yeah, so generally, um. Overall, I'd probably give this one maybe a four out of five. It, it, I think that would be a bit. It I, was it was it was fun. Had some flaws, but I enjoyed it. Again, we're still talking about a tier above most shows will ever reach. But I thought this was one of the lower episodes of the series, and it sounds like my complaints were different than what the internet. Because I I have not read anything about what the internet has to say about this. So, uh, if yeah, they they all drowned. Cool. I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, it's, it's I actually kind of like that scene, honestly. Yeah, yeah especially with them just floating. Well, <laughs> nevertheless, that is this week's episode. We'll be back um, next week where we'll be talking, obviously, about uh, Miss uh, Marvel, Obi Wan Kenobi. I'll also be sharing my thoughts on Lightyear, which will be coming out next week. And on that note, guys, thank you very much. See you guys soon. Later. Uh, I've got my tickets for Lightyear, so we'll both be talking. Thank you very much for watching this video. Make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. Also, a huge thank you to all of our supporters over on Patreon and also on our YouTube channel memberships. And I'll just see you guys in another video. Laters.